Hey everybody, this is Sensei Anthony with another episode of the Quranic Chronicles Legacy Edition Part 2. I'm here with my father, Bobby Thomas, my uncle, Freddie King. And we're going to jump right into our next question. So here we go. Out of all your achievements in the martial arts, whether they be tournamental or not, or whatever the case may be, what achievement are you most proud of? Um, having won in the internationals because it's a worldwide competition, people from all over the world. And if you place first, second, third in that, that I think that says something. You know, you're competing with people from all over the world. And I'm pretty proud of that. I'm pretty proud of uh, having the, the, the being hungry and having the, the, the discipline uh, to catch that bus every day to La Jolla from Southeast uh, and earning a black belt, you know, earn something. Right. But for me, that's, that's, that's pretty important. Okay, how about you, huh? Well, out of all the tournaments, nothing like the international tournament. Mm. Uh, you know, because you had people come from all over. And, you know, I like winning. Uh, well, I was middleweight, and so... I won my division, and then uh, it's going to be a buy between the uh, heavyweight and lightweight. And so uh, the heavyweight got the buy, so I had to fight the lightweight, and then uh, you know, then fight for the uh, you know the grand championship. That, that was one of my biggest accomplishment in the karate. And, and not only that, <clears throat> uh, some of the people that I taught, a lot of them were shy and um, you know timid and stuff like that, and so. Uh, teaching them and see how they got more became more confident and so to me that you know that was very very important to me as well very cool um for those who don't know what was the difference between the international tournaments and the more local ones i mean were they bigger just bigger or were the competitors meaner or <laughs> uglier or what, what, what was the main <laughs> well the international tournament like i said was people from all over the world held there in long beach uh, sports <clears throat> arena mm-hmm. and there were oh at least 25 rings mm-hmm. at least 25 rings and the 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 uh competition was thick it was heavy and you didn't know it's fierce yeah and you didn't know who you were fighting who this person was you didn't know anything about that person we never talked to anybody because (laughs) everybody went oh where are you from what's your style blah 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 yeah so we 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 never got into the habit of trying to talk to the guy oh how you doing buddy yeah (laughs) isn't that a buddy time (laughs) it was time for war as it was time for war you know and uh so and of course we're fighting on a cement floor. There was, there was no carpeting there. Yeah, that's right. We're fighting that's on a right. cement floor. And this was before the, uh, we call it the, the gloves, the and, gloves and the head gear. Mm-hmm. So we're out there bare knuckles, bare feet. Yeah. Some guys were smart enough to wear, wear a mouthpiece. But we didn't realize the danger of it. Yeah. You know, and then we looked back and we, we had to be. Fool! <laughs> <laughs> Lost your mind? What's wrong with you? You know, but we did it, and we, we, you know, after a tournament, we'd come home bruised and beat up, and you know, but uh, that's the way it was. And then, of course, the local tournaments, which were were okay, uh-huh. but it was always the competition who you were fighting, whether it's international, national, or just local. 
Okay. It was always the people that you fought against, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it was all like whatever style you did didn't matter, right? It was Kempo and Tangsudo and Taekwondo and whatever you Kung Fu, like whatever it is you did, yeah. you all just competed against yeah, each other. Everybody right? just competed against each other. And one thing I found out for sure is that no matter what style mm-hmm. you're supposed yeah. to be, it didn't matter the style. What mattered was the efficiency of how well and how fast you could punch or kick. Mm-hmm. You know, so that kind of puts a execution. Yeah, yeah, execution was most important. So that kind of puts a damper on the, all the differences between the style stuff. Mm-hmm. That's you know mm-hmm. that still is going on. People still argue about which style is better, and it's yeah. this and it's that, yeah. and the individual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the individual. It's the individual. Yeah. And you would think people would understand that, but they still. I mean, people still ask me all the time, mm-hmm. "Well, what style is better?" I'm like, "Well." It's yeah. the stylist. Always the stylist, not the yeah, style. It's because people are, are are caught in that pigeonhole, in that in that box. Right. Know? And everybody wants to be better than the competition down the street. So that's why they say, Well, you know, we're Kimpo and we're Tungsudo and this and that, but the general public does not know the difference. They don't. Right. You know? So for people who say, Well, this style is better than that style, I always say, Hey, get, let's let's apply the ten uh, ten style theory. And what that is, is you have 10 guys from diff- 10 different styles and have each one of those guys punch you in the mouth and you tell me which style is best. <laughs> I don't think anybody's really signing up for that, though. They're like, uh-uh. No, I don't think anybody's really signing up for that. That doesn't no, sound no, like no, a lot of fun. That. And then you'll find, you'll see the difference. You know? Yeah, the thing is, is that uh, you fight according to your body type or what you feel better yes. doing yes. and all that. And that's yes. what you got to keep in mind. Yes. Right. Uh, if you try to imitate somebody else, and that may not quite be the way you fight, you hinder yourself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's what works for you. What works for you. Right. And that's, it's funny. I heard someone say once, he said, if you have the body of an Escalade, don't try to drive it like a Honda Accord. That's right. That's right. If you're that's a big right. guy, trying to use that's fast right. guy techniques won't yeah, work. You use what work. you have. You use like, what you have. If you're a punishing, mauling kind of fighter. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's your style. That's, that's what, what you, you do. Right. That's what you do, you know? And people, I still think, get caught up in that because they look at, like, Bruce Lee and see how fast he was. I go, right. Bruce Lee was 140 pounds, 5'7". Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. If you're our size and bigger, there's no way that stuff no. will work the same no. way because, mm-hmm. you know, there's a reason gazelles are faster than lions. Right, right. <laughs> and exactly. it's a good thing. Yeah, 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 it's a good thing. Yeah. It's a good thing. Yeah, another point, too, <laughs> is that uh, when everyone becomes champ, then they say, He's a champ because yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. I'm fast, uh-huh. and there are somebody else. He's a champ because he's so strong. He's a champ because he's short. He's a champ because he's tall. Uh-huh. He's a champ because because because. Yeah. So when every someone becomes a champ, then they look at his style of fighting and say he's a champ because. Right. 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 Interesting. And that's funny because the internationals now, most recently, they're kind of moving back to the old days. But for a oh, long that's time, that's yeah. good. they didn't allow, they stopped allowing uh, spinning techniques. They said it was blind technique. You couldn't throw spinning back fists. You couldn't throw spinning back fists. Um, they took away the five-second ground fighting rule, like if you swept someone. Like, they took that stuff out for a while. And now they're bringing it back. But I don't think people realize how different and how important those techniques were. Mm-hmm. I I, th- I think it shows when you're allowed to do that. If you're in the brown belt or black belt division, I think you should be efficient enough to, to execute that technique yeah. with some kind of control. Yeah, you know, 
So And that's exactly what the problem was. You'd have these green belts, for example. Right. They meant to throw a spinning back fist, and they throw a spinning elbow and right. hit the dude and bust his chakras right. all up. Right. 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 And they're calling it blind technique and it's right. not. It's just someone poorly executing a good exactly. technique. It's and like it was it's a matter of, of, of uh, experience. You know, because uh, if you do a spinning elbow, let's say, well, you know this guy is coming in at you. You got the, you have the feel. You have the feel. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. The whole idea of competing is not to go out there and knock the guy's teeth out. Right. You know, you yeah. don't have to go out there and knock him out. All you got to do is touch him to get a point. That's all you need to do. Right. Know? So that's why your techniques have to be controlled and they have to be just as efficient as they are controlled. It's it's funny that you mentioned the touching part because your mm-hmm. idea of touching and my idea of touching. <laughs> I've seen how y'all used to touch each other. That was not touching. <laughs> no, that was not They touching. touch each other now. They don't even wrinkle each other's geese. Yeah, but yeah. when you hear, <laughs> that is not touching. That no, is not at all. trying to get too much oxygen out of their lungs as yeah. fast as you can get it out. So yeah. Another point, too, uh, got to be made because, you know, you have uh, schools that they just have on the glove and stuff like that. Okay, that's one thing, doing the kick and punch with the gloves. Now... Uh, some of the weapons you take away, like yeah. chopping to the side of the neck, yes. you know, yeah. the yeah. palm, yeah. stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, you got to, you know, I made a lot of the students, you know, fight without gloves, you know, so you can know about the chop. Right. And if you have a guy that's big and strong like that, and you throw a right cross, okay, chop to the carotid artery, that's going to be more effective mm-hmm. than try to outmuscle that guy. Mm-hmm. For sure. You know, so a lot yeah. of open hand strikes that we yeah. do use in the martial yeah. arts. Yeah. Um, I don't want to, you know, stymie that. Yeah, and right. I think people don't, like we were talking about earlier, the back fist. Mm-hmm. I don't think people realize how effective it is oh, because yeah. they're thinking glove sport, like boxing, where you got your fist wrapped up and, you know, big fluffy right. gloves on. Right. It's like, man, you right. hit them on the butt of the chin or the nose or the yeah. temple. Or you can just take your knuckles and go and like rub them. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you're going to feel how yeah. effective that is. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So, yeah. And they don't even teach that stuff anymore. But yeah. like I said, and you know, stepping back to the, the tournament stuff, what you guys call touching wasn't what they call touching. You <laughs> no, no. Because now they literally, I've seen people like literally touch their opponent and like raise their hand like, yay, we got, we touched them. It's like, it's not a fight, but it's got to be closer to fighting than what Well, they that do is. that to influence the judges. Right. And I think doing that takes away from takes away from a certain sense of of humility on the part of the fighter. Okay, now I think I got the point, but it's what the judge uh, and the referee says that counts. Right. You know, so I'm not gonna. Okay, I got the point. I'm reasonably confident, so I don't have to raise my hand and try to influence the judge. Right. You know? Because right. the technique is just, I'm going to make sure, I'm going to try to make sure anyway, that the technique is just that efficient and just that mm-hmm. uh, 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 strong so the, there's no doubt. Yeah. Right, there's right. No doubt. Okay. Well, that's, uh, and then again, for the people that don't know, kicks to the groin used to be legal. So yep. there, I've had people say, well, their stance is so closed off, they're, they're susceptible to being kicked in the legs. Mm-hmm. I'll take a kick in the hamstring versus the side kick in the groin all yeah. the time, yeah. every single time. And I don't think people realize that, like, when you knife hand someone in the neck, like in those old competitions or back mm-hmm. up, the distancing is different. So you may be yeah. out of range for something like a leg kick, but perfectly in range for a back fist or right. a side kick, especially if the groin is a legal shot. Right, right. And I don't think people realize that, but... They will, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They'll uh, learn. And the thing is, uh, without the glove, the checking. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. The checking come over. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like Mike Tyson, 
He wouldn't realize he checked uh -huh. as he come and uh -huh. hit. So mm -hmm. if you watch some of his film footage and stuff like that, you know, his movement. And then he does trap the guy's hand and then bam! Yeah. And throw that devastating punch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no way thought that he didn't hit hard after he checked. <laughs> <laughs> no, one is that, no one's that stupid, I don't think. Yeah. But <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, I'll wrap this part up. Um, thank you guys again very You're much. Welcome. You're welcome. Uh, check me out at martialartsoakland.com. And by far the most important thing, Please be kind to yourselves and each other.